Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. We have arrived the week of Christmas and Christmas is just a few days away now. But I don't feel the excitement this year. I don't know about anybody else. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not into it. Um, I've tried movies, I've tried music, I've tried wrapping the presents. I've, I've tried all of these things and it just doesn't seem like Christmas. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think we just have to chalk this up to this is 2020 and it's going to be the way we remember how the year went and next year will be better. That's all I can think. Um, so yeah, we've got my final Christmas movie for this year, which is uh, going to be Polar Express, uh, which I've always said gets me in the Christmas spirit, gets me all excited, ready to go, except it just didn't work this year. Uh, I've actually watched it a couple of times to see if if it would work this time, and uh, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't. But So we're going to talk about that. Um, I also want to talk about Christmas candy. Uh, a lot of people do cookies this time of year. And uh, I know at my full-time job, we always do a like a cookie exchange where you bake th- three, six, ten dozen. I don't even know how many it is because uh, I don't do it. Uh, but you bake all these cookies, you bring them in, you share them amongst each other, and you get to try all these different, all these different cookies. Um, I know some people do eggnog, or is that a New Year's Eve thing? I don't know. I don't do that either, mainly because it's egg and alcohol. And so that's gross. But um, one thing that we do in this house, uh, because my partner loves Reese's Pieces, or not Reese's Pieces, sorry, they're Reese's, um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, uh, different individual, like the small snack candies. And so um, the, the Bell's, this time here are the best, in my opinion. It's got that perfect blend of peanut butter and chocolate. So this year we picked up mystery shapes, and I think these are all the ones that didn't pass quality inspection, and they're put off to the side. They slap something on it that calls a mystery shape, and we buy it, and they still save money so they don't have to get rid of them. That's what I think. But those are a favorite around this house. Uh, I tend to make cookies this time of year as well, um, I do the the ones where it's a sugar cookie with a Hershey's Kiss um, or a Reese's peanut butter cup shoved in the middle. That's that's my claim to fame this time of year. That's the only thing I can really do. Um, I don't have much news on the entertainment front other than we're just a few days away from Wonder Woman, which is really exciting. I've been seeing the reviews and some of the feedback on it, and it's it's getting amazing reviews. So I'm I'm very excited for that, and I hear they are starting the er, they're in the early stages of Ready Player Two movie production, which is somewhat shocking to me. I, they'd have to rewrite the whole thing, which I know the first one they essentially did that too. But um, who knows? Maybe I'll like the movie better in this uh, version instead of the original. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. So let's talk Polar Express. If you haven't seen it, you have to go see it. Um, I remember the the first time that I saw this movie uh, was when we went to Texas for a Christmas. And uh, it was playing and I fell in love with it. 
And I was like, I've, I've got to get my hands on this movie. So uh, every year it's just kind of turned into a tradition since then. So it's probably been a good 10-ish years. And um, so I, I love putting this movie on. Never seems to fail. It's got some good toe tappers, as uh, as some people would call it. But it has some some catchy little music, but not so much where it's a musical. It's uh, just has some fun accompanying music. And um, as what I notice is sort of a theme here, uh, the writer of the Polar Express, the original book, uh, which was more of a a way to show off his art. Um, than it was a story, but um, he's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So he's from my hometown. And um, that's also why there are so many mentions of Grand Rapids in the movie, uh, because it's it's his town. And the uh, premiere for this movie was actually held in Grand Rapids. Um, and Chris Van Allsburg, uh, that's where he's from. So they held the, the opening of the movie there. Um, and growing up, where I grew up, everybody's last name was Van, Vander, Van D. Um, so it's a very sort of Dutch, uh, not uncommon to have a last name Van something or other. Um, my whole school yearbook was filled. That was the largest section of kids. Um, so this movie came out in 2004, and I didn't learn this until just this week, but um, Chris Van Allsburg also wrote Jumanji and Sathuria. So that was a big shock to me. Uh, the, the funny thing is that he doesn't give names to, to the characters. Um, they're just sort of known as hero boy, hero girl, sister Sarah. You got mom, dad. Um, the only one that actually gets a name is Billy. Um, but he is also known as Lonely Boy, which I didn't know until I looked up to see who played what characters. Um, and there's also Know-It-All and Smokey and Steamer. So Smokey Steamer was played by Michael Jeter. Uh, this was his last movie that he filmed. And he was in every movie and TV show that you can think of. I think for me, the most memorable ones were Jurassic Park, I think it was Jurassic Park 2, and definitely Sister Act. Um, so that's how I always knew him. And once I knew it was him, I could sort of hear him in the characters. But um, Tom Hanks played the majority of the characters in this movie. He actually um, did the narration and the acting for five of the characters. He was Hero Boy, the Conductor, Santa, Dad, the Hobo, and the Marionette, um, or Scrooge. It's also called kind of both ways there. So uh, this this movie, it was interesting. Tom Hanks had, um, he optioned the movie in 1999, uh, but one of the conditions for the sale was that it was to not be an animated film. So in order to keep their word, the actors were filmed with motion capture um, on a black box stage, which would then be animated into a film. So this is all performance capture. Uh, the extras, if you ever have a chance to watch them, are fascinating to watch, as, as I do for every movie. I, I engross myself in the extras and behind the scenes, and um, they had to wear all the motion capture dots and act the scene out. And uh, then it was put 
into this animated form. It's just unbelievable how they do it. And they talk about having an actual cameraman that's operating a camera from a computer within the set, which is in the computer. It's, it's a very complicated thing, which is just fascinating. Um, so this movie starts with our hero boy laying in bed and he's listening for the sounds of Santa's sleigh. He goes to inspect, you know, he runs downstairs and he can still see the milk and cookies are set out. Nothing has changed under the tree. There's nothing added to the, uh, to the stockings. It's all as, as he left it a few minutes ago. And it's like a uh, 10, 10 something at night. Um, and you could tell he's at the age where he's skeptical. So he has all these newspaper clippings and he's listening uh, for any kind of clues. Um, everything he hears, he's like, oh, you know, that must be a sign that Santa's fake. And um, I don't know what age I was when when I learned about Santa. Um, apparently I learned on the playground, according to my parents. I came home one day really upset and said that my friends told me, my parents were Santa Claus. So um, I assume we all get to that age at some point and you have to have those discussions with, with kids or with parents on, uh, on that. But the, so he, he's laying in bed pretending to sleep as his mom and dad go and check in on him. And, and they're like, yep, he's out like a light, you know, he's, he's sleeping. And all of a sudden we hear a train whistle and there's, he looks out the window and there's this big train pulling up in front of the house and the conductor steps out and he just says, you know, are you coming? And we learn that this pole is going, it, this train is going to the North Pole and it's called the Polar Express. So we find out that our hero boy did not send a letter to Santa. He did no photos with Santa and he made his sister put out the milk and cookies. So, um, this is a critical year for him, according to the conductor that, um, we need to we need to get to the bottom of this because he's he's doubting Santa. And at first he doesn't want to get on the train and as it starts pulling away, he of course runs and jumps on board and uh, the train starts going and eventually they pick up another passenger and off they go. So there's a there's a lot of things that happen in this movie and there's no way that I can go through all of them. It would take forever. Um, but this is a fun part where there's this little ditty about hot chocolate. And once you watch it, good luck getting that song out of your head. Um, it's playing in my head right now. So we have some drama over a ticket. And uh, the the girl, the hero girl, uh, she loses her ticket, doesn't know where it is. And so the conductor takes her away. And know it all says, oh, they're going to throw her from the train. This is how it happens. They toss her off to the side so she doesn't get stuck. And so Hero Boy is very concerned. He runs after them, which leads him up to the top of the train where he, of course, runs into a hobo because that's, you know, that's what you find on top of a train. And they discuss Santa. They discuss if he's real. Um, and Hero Boy says, you know, I, wa I want to believe in him. I, You know, I just... I want to believe. And then all of a sudden we have the kids driving the train while the engineers are working on the light in the front of the train. And um, the, the train has to stop because caribou is blocking all the tracks. And so very loud screeching noise at this part, which is not my favorite. Um, 
but there's a little bit of drama. We get the caribou out of the way and off we go again. So while they're, while the kids are coming back from the front of the train, now they're walking through the different cars on the train to get back to the passenger car. And we come into one that is a, um, it's forgotten and tossed away toys. And, uh, the conductor says something about Santa wants these because they're going to do some, um, re-bicycling, I think is what he calls it. And, uh, there are some marionettes in here and one of the mar- marionettes, which is Scrooge, uh, accuses Hero Boy of being a doubter and, um, you know, and so there's this kind of scary moment um, and where he's accused, accused of being a doubter. And so they hurry out of there and, and Hero Boy and her Hero Girl come back in the compartment and they notice Lonely Boy, or Billy, is, uh, he's hanging out in the back by himself. And there's a real touching song here um and she's singing about this amazing christmas and waking up to find presents under the tree and how amazing it is to be with family and all that kind of stuff and his little interjections are things that he's heard about but he's never seen it um it's not the way christmas is for him uh later on he says uh, he has a line where he says christmas just doesn't work out for me so it's pretty sad, uh, but it's it's quite the opposite of what the other kids are feeling and um, have experienced. And we just discover that he's never really had a true Christmas. So we're driving along or you know, riding along in the train, and we end up getting up to the North Pole, and we have another little toe-tapper uh, song up here, and the town is completely empty. Um, and somebody asks, well, where's all the elves? Where is everybody? And the conductor says they're all gathering in the city because Santa will be leaving soon and he's going to give out the first gift of Christmas. And oh, by the way, one of you kids get that gift. So they get all excited because they start to see the elves. They kind of catch up to them as they're pulling in. And throughout the excitement, uh, the, the back compartment that has Billy, Hero Girl, and Hero Boy in it, detaches. And they just go zooming down the hill, and they end up in this cul-de-sac with a bunch of tunnels, and they just have to pick one and go. And throughout the whole time that they're in the North Pole, I like that the music sounds like a record. That reminds me of being a kid. And, you know, at some point the record skips a few times. And, you know, those are all things that if you grew up in the time that I did where we still had record players and still used records, you know, it's very familiar and it's kind of oldie music and stuff. So um, the kids stumble upon this control center, which is like NASA for elves. And um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. They're zeroing in on a kid who's, who's told a lie and they're trying to decide, gee, do we tell Santa it's Christmas Eve? Do we say anything? Um, and they eventually decide to cut the kid a break, and they all hop into a pneumatic tube, just like what you see at the bank, and off the elves go because they have to hurry up and get there before before midnight. So um, the kids also 
hop in one of these tubes because they're trying to figure out a way to get back to the square now. And it ends up putting them in this area with conveyor belts and it's a bunch of chutes that come down onto one conveyor belt. So they, they start bouncing along going down there when all of a sudden the belts turn on and they see a couple of presents dumping down and uh, they read the tag and they were like, oh, it's addressed to somebody in, in my hometown. So we know it's going to Grand Rapids. And then he says, oh, it's going to somebody named Billy. And then Billy said, well, that's my name. And he starts reading off the address. And Billy says, well, that's that's my address. That's where I live. So Billy jumps up, grabs the present, and he doesn't let go. You know, essentially, he's saying, I never get a gift. I'm not letting the sucker go. And off he goes down the conveyor belt. So the other kids jump and go after him. And so they kind of ride this this conveyor belt until we get to one of these, well, it's a funnel. Um, it reminds me of a, of a water park where you kind of spit out into the funnel and you go around a few times till you get down to that hole. And when they spit out, they discover that they are at the top of this mound of presents. And know-it-all pops out as well. So I don't know where he came from and how he ended up in there. But um, then... We hear uh, we hear some rockets firing, and, and we start to see this mound of presents being scooped up into a giant bag. It's Santa's bag. And it's pretty cool on the visuals and how they close the bag and how it's lifted up out of, out of this building with a copter. And then we have the elf dive team. It's, it's pretty cute. And um, so eventually the kids... The kids make it out of the bag. Uh, the elves rescue them. They, they kind of slide down the side. And Billy didn't want to let go of his gift. And I thought it was really cute how the elf was like, don't worry, we'll, we'll take care of it. It's in good hands. We'll take care of it. And he eventually lets it go. And all the kids end up down, down below and they're waiting for Santa. And so, you know, what you think of normally is going to happen when Santa's getting ready to go on his sleigh, we've got to bring out the reindeer. So the reindeer are jumping and, and, you know, they've got that extra height to them. Um, and they've got their, I, I call it a harness, but I, oh, it's a rain. I think it's a rain. That's what they wear. Um, I, you could tell I have dogs, I think in harnesses, but, um, so it's got these sleigh bells on it and hero boy can't hear it. Everybody else talks about, oh, what an amazing sound, and can you hear that? That sounds so great. And he keeps saying, I can't, I can't hear it. And they actually cut the sound in the music, so it, it becomes disorientating. And um, it's, it's really different how all of a sudden you can feel that, you know, you know something's ringing, but why can't you hear it? Um, so as, as these reindeer are, are jumping and all the elves are going crazy and and it's like they're all fangirling when santa comes out and hero boy's trying really hard to see he can't see santa he can't hear anything and then all of a sudden there's this one sleigh bell that pops off and goes flying over by him and he picks it up and he shakes it a little bit and can't hear anything he shakes it a little bit more and he still can't hear anything and so he closes his eyes and he says i believe I believe. And after two or three times, he opens his eyes and he says, I believe. And he rings it. And all of a sudden you can hear it. And in the reflection on the sleigh bell, Santa's over his shoulder 
and comes over to talk to him for a little bit. And he says, well, what, what did you say? And uh, so they talk about him saying, I believe, for a moment. And, and so then Santa goes down the line and talks to everybody and gives them a few wise words and some sage advice uh, to the kids. And once he gets in front of Hero Boy, he says, you know, this is who gets the first gift of Christmas. And um, so then, you know, it's, it's the end. Santa's got to get, get going. So he hops in the sleigh and takes off. And once Santa leaves town, it becomes this giant party with Steven Tyler from Aerosmith leading the band. And it's, it's pretty cool to see uh, Steven Tyler as an elf. Um, so when all the kids get back to the train, their tickets are punched, um, and it, it says something on each of their tickets. And it's something for them to, to learn. Uh, so maybe they need some humility. Maybe they are a leader. Maybe they need to believe. Um, but it's something for everybody. And when they all get inside the train, the kids are like, show us the bell. We want to see the, the bell. And he goes to reach into a pocket and realizes he no longer has it because he has a hole and it fell out. So he's kind of bummed about that. And, and you know, but there's nothing that you can do. They go home. Uh, first stop is Billy. Uh, he's dropped off first, and he gets really excited because he can see Santa has already been to his house, and there's a present, and he comes running out to the porch with the present, and he's like, it's here, it's here. So you can see how excited he is, and it's just hard not to not to join in that excitement where Billy finally got a gift. Um, and Hero Boy arrives home to find Santa hasn't been there. Um and so he, he goes into his room, and then all of a sudden his sister is waking him up, and she says, Santa's here, Santa's been here. So they run downstairs and open their presents, and there's one additional present, and it contains the bell. And uh, he shakes it, and he can hear the bell, and his sister can hear the bell. Uh, but his parents, they're like, oh, sorry, man, you know, sorry you can't hear it, it's broken. Um but then there's a voiceover saying that uh, over the years, his friends and his sister stopped hearing that bell, but it always rang for him, as it does for all who truly believe. And then the movie ends with a Josh Groban song, and, you know, that's that's the end. So it's just super sweet. It's really cute. It's one that, for a lot of kids, probably goes over their head because there are some deep, um, you know, there's... There's themes in here about believing and faith and, you know, so that can get pretty deep for a kid. But I think overall for kids, they're just going to be excited of the music. They'll probably be singing about hot chocolate. Um, so this movie, uh, there's a lot of nods to uh, Back to the Future in here because uh, Robert Zemeckis is the director of this movie, and he also directed Back to the Future. So there, are, there's a line, like when um, Hero Boy pulls the train whistle, he says, I've wanted to do that my whole life. Well, in Back to the Future Part 3, Doc Brown does the same thing and says the exact same thing. Um, it uh, took three actors to play the role of Hero Boy. Uh, Tom Hanks does all the motion capturing, and um, then there was... A kid that did the voice acting for Hero Boy, he dubbed over Tom Hanks's voice, and then apparently Josh Hutchinson, uh, which you would know from Hunger Games, 
he does additional motion capturing, but it doesn't explain what he did or, you know, how he really was involved in the movie. So it's, it's unknown really what it was. Uh, this was the first animated film, though, to use that performance capture technology, which I think was really cool um, because it was just so advanced for its time. And uh, I think it stands up well over time. Uh, there's also some some parts in here about uh, the train itself is a nod to a train that um, that was on the university or Michigan State University's campus until like 1989, I think it was. And then there's a University of Michigan pennant in the in the boys' room. So you know, there's some nods to Michigan and and things like that. But when I was watching the movie, I couldn't help but think of some of the um, some of the connections, like there's a, um, there's a store that the kids go by, uh, and it's an actual store that was in downtown Grand Rapids and it closed the year before I graduated high school. So it closed in 1994, but, uh, it, it got me thinking about some of my favorite Christmas movie or not movies, but memories. And when I was really small, um, and I still believed in Santa, of course. We had a neighbor in the uh, in the neighborhood that would dress up like Santa, and he would come through the back, like we had a kitchen kitchen dining room door, and he would come to that back door. And I remember just being in awe that Santa was at my back door early. He didn't bring my gifts yet because I had to go to sleep, but he came early just to say hi. And uh, so I remember, I remember that. Um, and then one year, my parents, so in the first house that I lived in when I was a kid, we had a fireplace in the basement. And that's where the tree was. That's where I left the milk and cookies out for Santa. And I remember going down there one year and finding boot prints and part of Santa's jacket attached to the side of the, of the fireplace. So I could tell he came through the fireplace and stood out on the on the hearth there, and then did what he did. And um, my parents still chuckle about that, about how they put that together. And you know, my dad just took his boots and put it in the ash, and then stomped them on there. And then they just took some red and white cotton and uh, wrapped it like it was caught. So, <laughs> you know, the things kids will believe, um, which I just think is so fun. But um, fun movie. Definitely something I would recommend. And uh, that's how we're going to wrap it up for 2020. Um, actually, you know what? I lied. Next week, I'm going to try to do Wonder Woman. So I'm going to watch it on Christmas Day. And then uh, the last one for 2020 will be the Wonder Woman. Hopefully a very good overview. But um, I hope you and your family have an amazing Christmas, amazing holiday, whatever it is that you celebrate this time of year, um, that you are safe, enjoy the virtual relaxing holiday this year, because I'm sure we'll all be making up for it next year. And that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out and head on over to Instagram and say hello and make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.